welcome back to the Sidestep Podcast. This is your host, DJ Turnup. Got my man right here, Brandon Random. What up, though? Hey, man. Welcome back to the uh, the studio here. How you been, man? What you been listening to? Uh, you know, it's crazy, man. I really haven't been listening to much music lately. I felt like when I uh, tuned into my Spotify account, I just felt like I was hearing the same tracks over and over again. But, um... I know my boy uh, Jeezy dropped a new album recently, uh, The Recession 2, and once I started listening to that, man, I just went through the wormhole and just started listening to all his stuff over again. Took me back to like high school days and everything, and just, God, that, that guy put out album after album, and they were like, you know, 18 tracks deep, and they all hit. No bangers. Skits. You know how some of the, no. the rap albums will have a bunch of skits yeah. like Ludacris. He was to, famous to have like eighteen tracks on yeah. each one, and you and all about and what you don't three skip minutes it. long. Yeah, right. And then, you don't and you don't skip them. That's impressive. You know, it's one thing to do one album, your debut album, which is always you know your your fire, you know, for artists. And then after that, you know, you have your skip tracks and everything. But for me, you know, his first like three or four albums are just strong. So you've been uninspired, right? You you put down the Spotify for a while. You went back yeah, to an artist yeah. that you love and yes. know you enjoy. Yep. Dropped a new cut. Let me listen. You listen, you're like, now I could go back and listen to his whole catalog. Yeah, yeah. Don't you get to have a different perspective, though, now listening to the older catalog? Absolutely. Maybe because by the time you were li- you, you were listening to it, maybe 16, 18. Yeah, I was like and 17 years old. Right. Something like now you're that. mid-30s. Yeah. And you're going back. Yeah. Different view on life and yeah. everything. Yeah. Just, you know, the world is bigger. Yeah. Um, and so you go back and you find new tracks. Uh-huh. That's what's so fun yep. about music. You sh- you shouldn't stop it's listening. Timeless, to- right? It is timeless, and you can always go back and and find tracks that you didn't really care for then, but now you listen to it now, like you said, and your perspective is totally different. Maybe it's lyrics that were part of the song that you didn't like originally when it came right. out because you're ten. Yeah, right. I've been listening <laughs> to music since I was seven. Yeah, and then I go listen now. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. Like, wow, how deep and Mm -hmm. spiritual or whatever the lyric may be. But, you know, when you're 10, you don't understand it. So when you're, you know, a little older. So I love going back and listening to new stuff. So that's maybe the theme for today. Yeah. So uh, great. Great stuff. Um, So tell me what you're dropping today. Yeah, so so with that being said, I am actually bringing uh, my favorite uh, hip-hop group. Um, they come off the uh, Bad Boy um, rec- record label with P. Diddy. Oh, boy, yeah. We all know yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so it's The Locks. And um, I was introduced to them from a friend. And this was when I was, like, just, you know, dibbling and dabbling into the hip-hop game. And as soon as I heard them, it was, like, immediate just infatuation, man. I, I loved them. Uh, their first two albums are incredible. Um, Jadakiss is something that just every, every time he gets on a track, you know it's gonna be good. Jadakiss, um, he did his own thing too, didn't he? Oh yeah, he has solo albums as yeah, well. So some people know Jadakiss by himself, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you know Rough Riders and stuff like that, everybody yeah, knows Rough Riders. How do you not know him? But um, so I am bringing to me I, I, this is probably my favorite track from them. It's very hip hop. Um. You know, boom bap stuff, which I say all the time. But I just love it. The production of it is solid. The lyrics are good. The You know, each guy goes and does their verse, and it's just strong. Um, but, yeah, I love it. It's from the uh, We Are The Streets album. 
It came out in 2000. And the track I'm bringing is recognized by the locks. 2000. Yeah. Listen to this, dude. We're 2020. We're bringing... 2021. Yeah. And we're bringing tracks from 2000 because yeah. they just hit. Yep. All right. Well, rough, let's rough, hear it. Rough, <laughs> rough, 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 rough. Uh, rough riders. Uh, Don't uh, get it twisted, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Rough riders. Uh, the fuck I'm talking Don't about right Don't get it right twisted, y'all. Kiss over premiere, kill you on tape, then watch it over a beer. Cause you ain't nothing but a movie with expensive footage. That's the reason they gon' leave you with expensive bullets. Ain't none of y'all better than locks. Have all of y'all dressed up in a suit, dead in a box. Me and my niggas get redder than Fox. And I don't care if I love you, I still want head in the drop. Niggas running around talking that Y2K shit. Crackheads are still gon' want that gray shit. That's why I'ma always cop the yay quick. So I suggest all of y'all stay off J. Dick, too hard for MTV, not black enough for BET, just let me be, give me all my royalty money and let me read, and I'ma have O's for six and half for three, uh, uh-huh. rough riders, don't get it twisted y'all, rough riders, So like point break with a mask on with the president's face Clear my space when big she crash the boards Y'all ain't just mark niggas, y'all hallmark niggas With all that soft ass writing, might as well be in cards You don't gamble with your life when I launch these torpedoes That'll shoot the crap out your ass at Foxwood casinos Just me and my gambinos, drunk as fuck Went to town parking lot, DVD in the truck I've been drunk most of my life, don't ask me why Through ninth grade I ain't go to high school, I went to school high And I don't care what y'all got, that shit don't excite me I'm black and dead and my burner just like me And I'm quick to stick one of y'all on tour at the Sheridan See what's yours can be mine without inheriting Give up your chains and them low diamonds in your head Is it worth your family crying and the doctor yelling clear? Huh? Uh, don't get it twisted, y'all New heaven had a ghetto that was sweeter than here You know to pee a pack of bag and just leave next year But I got a son to raise so I'ma stay in this hell And I got a gun to blaze if you play with the L Dot O, dot X, dot at the end We the niggas that's gon' leave with the pot at the end Never too young to die, or too old to live Ain't it hard to bust your gun, go home and mold your kid I'ma shame myself crack, but I'ma ride for the moment Know the consequence, I'ma die with the omen Two is better than one, it's three of the lots Key in the pot, key in the drop, key to the top Father, son, and holy ghost to rap Three in the one, seeing the gun and using the dog Doping the six, poking the five, reading the four The ice is for my niggas, but the heat is for y'all Rough riders, don't get it twisted, y'all Get it twisted, y'all. Wreck it, 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 wreck
that track. Tell me, why does it sound so familiar? That little hot key, the right, 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 Why does that sound so familiar? I'm almost a hundred percent sure that that's Eve, and they they just chopped that from a, a one of her tracks, and then just hot keyed it in Man, there. Eve is I love recognize. Eve's. You know, Eve's yeah. from Philly too. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy. She's a ride or die bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's another track uh, by the Locks as well with Eve. Uh, that was produced uh, by Timberland actually. So, you know, they def- definitely worked with a lot of uh, people in the hip-hop industry. It's funny, man. Those guys have been together forever. Like, they used to hang on the block together as little kids. They used to hang out with, like, Mary J and stuff. Like, they look, they call her, like, auntie. It's funny. Like, I've watched videos of them, like, chit-chatting on, like, you know, Skype and stuff like that. She actually um, helped, you know, them develop into, you know, becoming famous in the rap game as well. Uh, she got a hold of their demo and uh, took it to Diddy, and then you know, that's when Diddy got a hold of them. They used to call themselves uh, like Bomb Squad and uh, Warlocks, <laughs> some kind of corny stuff. But uh, when Diddy got a hold of them, he's like, "Yo, we're gonna take that Warlocks, but I'm gonna call you the Locks," and which I thought was a great idea. Diddy's that's why Diddy does genius, what he man. does. Know. You know what I mean? So that was cool, and it's crazy because. Uh, also another guy who got a hold of their demo, uh, his name is Jazzo, and I don't know if people are familiar or not, but Jazzo was actually Jay-Z's mentor, uh, before he, you know, blew up and became who he was, and, uh, Jazzo was in a rap group with, like, two of his buddies, one of them being a DJ, uh, by the name of DJ Clark Kent. And he pretty, I'm pretty sure he uh, produced almost every track on Jay-Z's debut album, uh, Reasonable Doubt, in 96. You turned me on to that album. Yeah. I, I, so I guess when solid. I was listening to Jay-Z, I wasn't a huge fan early on. I wasn't into hip-hop, but when I, the, the, the Black Album, right? I mm-hmm. feel like that was like everyone's maybe first. That nah, was, what that, was before that? That was a big one. Uh, yeah. Like The Blueprint. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But the Black Album was the one that really caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And then you brought Reasonable Doubt to my attention. I was yeah. like, whoa. I mean, it's a little more maybe street, mm-hmm. but it just, I felt like lyrically it was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, that track, or that whole album, man, it's crazy. I remember I bought that CD, lost the CD, and I had no problem spending my money again to buy it because whole it is that good. It's, oh my God, it's so solid. You know this the the production of it is is ugh. the the percussions in almost every song it's like live percussions almost like you're listening to like the Roots play or something mm. like that. It's kind of like Jay Z's Unplugged album. Yes, dude, I really like mm-hmm. it. I think yeah, I think the Roots are on that mm-hmm. uh, as the the backup band for that album. It's nice. really good. Yeah, yeah, that's good, man. Some boom bap. Yes, yeah. I stay. I love staying in that lane of the uh, down tempo stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's yeah. under hundred beats per minute. Yeah, you know, eighty something. <laughs> that's where I'm at. That's my man. sweet spot. Doctor Dre made a living doing that. Mm-hmm. He slowed it down. Yep. Remember the commercial he did with Doctor Pepper? He was like this DJ on this rooftop or whatever, and like there was a, a dance DJ doing something, and you know everybody's looking like what? And Doctor Dre's like, nah. He put, I think he put a Dr. Oh, Pepper can on the record that. and it slowed and it, it, slows down, it down and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's funny. I <laughs> completely forgot about that, dude. Uh, I haven't because I really feel like 
that that's that's where I prefer to be. That's crazy, right? And yeah. I listen to EDM music. I like to be down tempo. Yep. Yeah, feel like it brings out a lot of emotions and feels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like my hip hop. Yeah, to be down tempo yeah. and just creative. You right. know, I'm not saying the stuff today isn't creative. It's just not. I'm not vibing with the with the trap sound. Right. The mm-hmm. the, the uh, what Joe Realist call it the hyperactive hi hat uh, yeah, or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just. I don't really vibe with that. I can get with it. I can like some tracks, yeah. but I think maybe because of uh, I was listening to Dre back in the nineties. Yeah, that that's the preference I have. Right. But yeah, that commercial definitely came to mind. Absolutely, that's it funny comes to mind frequently because I as, need to look it up. As you start saying it, I'm like, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> and then you start drawing the picture. I'm like, "Ah, I do remember that." All right. Before the next <laughs> segment, we're gonna go ahead and watch that real quick. <laughs> so, what do you got for us, man? man? It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to follow this up because it's yeah, complete it's, 180 it's, from this genre. Sorry, man. I had to start it off with a bang. <laughs> yeah, I feel good, though. I'm still <laughs> nodding my head. I got, you know, I got you better the better recognize. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, this this group I'm bringing, they're on an uh, independent label from Europe, uh, Rude Records. Uh, I've been following, I follow them on uh, Instagram. There's a couple other artists I really enjoy okay. on them. I guess I have this fascination and fixation with these smaller labels and just like helping them out and join the artists and everything on there. And um, so Rude Records is hitting the spot right now. The band is called Sundress. They're out of Arizona, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the, the singer, Trevor Hedges, started the band to keep himself sober. Right? I guess okay. he maybe had an alcohol problem or whatever. And he was like, this is the only thing keeping me occupied enough to yeah. not be drinking. They've got a way of writing harmonies and catchy hooks and everything. And I feel like it's, you know, for an independent label, it's very, it, it's refined, but it doesn't sound as like clean as if somebody were on you know, a major label where they want it like super refined and clean and put it on, you know, the airways and everything. This, this has enough edge to it, but, uh, with, with, with a cleanliness, mm-hmm. you know, overtone, so to speak. So it's reminiscent of like the early two thousands emo that I was really into. And, uh, I just can't seem to break from that genre. Even today, when I go back and listen to music, I'll go back and listen to those artists, try to find those other songs that maybe I didn't, you yeah. know, feel back then and i just i just feel like that's my comfort zone you know like comfort food absolutely you know yeah. and uh it's just where i go to where i'm like when i'm feeling like a lack of creativity and everything and i just kind of want like just to be smacked in the face that's where i go <laughs> and uh so the album the album of this track comes from um like his struggles with mental health and uh the way you know he goes about um, you know, getting through those struggles that he has mentally. And a lot of it he likes to put on paper lyrically because he wants to at least have someone else find solace in those lyrics if they're struggling through the same thing. Right. So, I mean, I, I really feel it. I feel like it just adds an, uh, an element and an imagery to the music when, you know, the lyrics are so... I'm not saying it hits home, but I just feel like it just draws that out in me when, you know, like reading a book, you know, right. you can read it and it's you have this authentic. imagery... Yeah, I just feel like it's so real, mm-hmm. and it's like it's right there, and I feel like it's so live and true. So it's cool. I really like this track. The band is called Sundress from Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the song is called Home Re- Remedy. Uh, you guys are going to like this one. I'm pretty sure of that. It's all 
label small independent but again like i said when i need some inspiration i'm just trying to when you just have a loss of creativity or creative thought i kind of just go back right to that 20s early 2000s um uh, emo pop punk and everything and this is where it puts me and i really like this album lyrically it came out last year in 2020 so you know a lot of the feelings and emotions that you've gone through this guy trevor Hedges and his band been through, so they wrote about it, and so I, I feel like you can connect with it a lot. Um, I know it's not your wheelhouse there, Brandon, but what you think of that, Brandon Random? Nah, it was a very clear message. Uh, it seemed like it was therapeutic for somebody, maybe you know, going through the same things as well. Um, it reminded me of like a uh, like a some forty one, like that's kind of how. You know, it sounded yeah, that's to bringing me. back some forty one. You know, when yeah. I saw some forty one, I didn't know who they were, and they opened them for Blink One Eighty Two when I was at the show. Yeah. <laughs> I went to see them in Philly, and I'm like, who are these guys? And then yeah. they blew up on the scene they for some fat lip. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah. So it's funny. So I, I feel like it, it could have been like a um, 
like a track off of like an American Pie movie or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? This is that is really good. I didn't think of that, yeah. but yeah, that whole era and that yes. time. Um, yes. Yeah, their soundtrack was probably very uh, similar Strong to. I do remember Blink One Two was on that soundtrack. But yeah, yeah, right. That, That's where it takes me. Yeah, if anybody doesn't, uh, I guess the yeah. newer fans wouldn't maybe necessarily know about. That's why American it's crazy. Pie. You said it just came out recently. This, yeah, this last, last year. year, right? But it wow, has a sound reminiscent. It's of, so yeah, stuck back in the time. Yeah. yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, no it's problem home base. with it. I'm okay. You know, it's funny that that you know that sound still carries on on to this day. You know? Yeah, cool. All right, yeah, man. Um, so I'm gonna bring my next track. We're gonna change uh, directions here. So I'm not sure exactly, you know, how to pronounce this artist. Um, I'm not sure if it's just like an acronym or if it's an actual, you know, word. But uh, if I was to guess, I would say uh, Sias, or it's S-I-A-S. Okay. Um, I think I just stumbled across them. They were probably put on like a um, a random playlist that uh, my Spotify account puts together for me on, on a weekly basis. And um, so, yeah, I, I you know came across a track, and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is some good atmosphere music right right here. Um, I really dig it. It's like, you know, again, in my wheelhouse, down tempo, smooth, like, you know, it's just, I can't break from that. It's just, it's my baby, <laughs> so to speak. But, um, so the track that I'm bringing by S-I-A-S or Sias, however you pronounce it, I'm not sure. Uh, but the track is called Sci-Fi.
All right, yeah. So that was uh, Sias, Sias, S-I-A-S, however it goes. I'm not sure. Forgive me for that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're, that's a, um, a duo um, a, a male and female. They're 26 years old, and they're from uh, Detroit, Michigan. Um, when I try to do the research on them, it's it's like they're ghosts. Like, they don't exist. There isn't much material about them. So, I, you know, that's kind of cool in its own little way. You know, that's mysterious. You know, you said they're from Detroit, Michigan. The first artist that come to mind from Detroit, Michigan... I don't know where this sound fits into Detroit, Michigan. Let's let's go over the list here that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, Eminem. Yeah, number one for, for sure. For some reason, I think Insane Clown Posse is from Detroit, but I could be wrong. Okay, but let's just assume right now that they're from Detroit, okay. Michigan. I'll give you that. That's you know. Yeah, yeah. That's a different genre. And how about Greta Van Fleet? So they're that uh, rock band, the young rock band, I and mean, they have to be maybe twenty years old. And they, you know, everyone wants to refer to them as the mini Led Zeppelin, but that's kind of sound that they have right right. so let's go hard classic rock Mm -hmm. you know magnificent solos and vocals then you got eminem hip-hop and rap and then insane clown posse all that from like let's call that detroit but this but this like portrait painting environment you know spacious music shout out to detroit what's going on up there yeah i'm i'm appalled (laughs) i don't know what else to say i really don't (laughs) i just I didn't think it existed up there. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't know much about the area. But yeah, it's pretty cool, man. And so, and like and I just like I said, I just found them um, in the past year, and and only that track. And then you know, I tried to look them up. They don't have album or albums. They just put out songs from time to time. So I don't know if this is just like a hobby thing for them. They probably buy groceries, you know. And- Monday to Friday, yeah. you know, try to make it big. Working at Planet Fitness or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this song, I'm going to dedicate to Champagne Shane. He couldn't be here today. Uh, maybe do a little too much champagne over the weekend, but... Popping bottles. Popping bottles. This this reminds me, this is up his alley. It's very atmospheric. It's a night drive that Shane always talks about. Um, this feels like the group Always Never from Toronto that he brought on the uh, the episode a few episodes ago now. Which was a, a great track. Phenomenal. Awesome track. They have, great group. And they have many more to follow. Mm-hmm. That's a duo there. Uh, yeah, they were out of Toronto. I mean, Detroit's not far from Toronto, yeah. but I, I just, I don't know. Tor- Detroit sounds like an, elect- uh, an eclectic city. Mm-hmm. If you're putting out sounds like this, see us. You got Eminem, possibly Insane Clown Posse, if I got that right. Right. So that's uh, that's crazy. That's good stuff, Champagne Chain. Hope uh, when you listen to this, you're feeling the same way we are. Yeah, I hope you download it, boy. <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. So we're all over the place on this episode, and uh, I'm going to take it another step further. We're going to go back to maybe an alternative sound here, and we are going to go back. This okay. is this group, Third Eye Blind, okay? Everybody knows Third Eye Blind. Maybe wow. they came out in 96, 98, something like that. Yeah. I haven't researched that. But in 2019, Suzanne and I, we went to a Belmont show, Belmont and Grayscale. We went to a uh, the music. It was where we saw the Knox. You and I went to the oh, Knox. Oh, yeah. The TLA. Uh, TLA. On yes, South Street. Yes. We went there. We had no idea who the Gray, who Grayscale was. We dropped them on episode, I don't know, maybe three or four on the podcast. You want to go check them out. But Oh, I love them. Uh, we went to go Thank see you. them. And, um, you know, the, the venue's great. It's, it's intimate. It was sold out. And... 
Um, if I could see like every artist that I I like there, I would do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great venue. Yeah, and I thank you for you know. I'm glad you showed up. Yeah, bringing me, I was bringing to get me along to see the Knox. That was I'm awesome. Like, Who don't like the Knox? Come on, let's yeah. go. So in between. Uh, in between sets, they play music, the venue, or any venue, right? And they're playing music, and I'm like, wow, this song just, it just knocked me on my feet. And I was like, man, wow, this sounds so good. Like, how don't I know this? And it was an alternative feel, and you do the Shazam. You know, when I'm out in public, I do oh, Shazam yeah. all the time. I'm right. at the department store, I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm holding up near the speaker. Yeah. You know, the wife's uh, kind of aside, shopping around. She knows what I'm doing. <laughs> I got my phone in the air, making sure it captures it. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't believe this is Third Eye Blind. So I had to check out the the song, the album, and the whole thing. And boy, I was like, and I'm this a, is new. This is current. This is a new new song. Uh, yeah, the album. Uh, I'm gonna double check, but I think it came out in 2019. The album's called Screamer. Uh, the song is called. That's crazy. I I didn't know that they were even still together and and producing music. Well, that's the, that's the whole thing, right? We were talking about earlier. Yeah. So when back. well, when you said you were going back, I was thinking that maybe you were going back to their old music. You know, an album that dropped in the nineties or whatever. I didn't know that you were going to bring, you know, a, a current song by a nineties band today. So I've been doing a. I don't know. I guess. Sometimes you fall into this funk, right? You go through this whole thing. You're trying to find new stuff, something to gro uh, groove to, and you want new music, new artists. But then you know, you forget about the artists you were listening to back in the day, and you forget that they put out newer music. Right, like they still exist. <laughs> now, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Third Eye Blind early on. I mean, there's a lot of personal stuff going on um, with some some friends and, and people around me. I just associated the music with something negative, and I just I was like, I, I don't like these guys. I mean, it's turning my friend my brother whatever into somebody that they're really not like i don't understand what's going on okay so i never really gave them thought now so, everyone knows th so the they like impacted your they impacted me negatively. life around yeah, you. yeah 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 and, and the people okay. around me but in so a bad I associated way with them wow yeah in a in a yeah i wasn't excited about okay. them and i didn't give them the attention if they were on the radio fine i've listened to them didn't give their records attention or anything i can honestly say that i i've never really gave them the time or day like i didn't really whatever i heard on the radio that right. that's what i know and of you're them. like oh that's cool i like this i'll yeah. just keep it on right you know semi-charm kind of life type thing you're like oh, i'll leave this on it's cool it's airy yeah. you know and uh at some point i thought that the singer stephen jenkins so he was dating uh vanessa carlton and you remember the song from vanessa carlton something okay. like that right yeah so at the time, I thought I was reading a bunch of music magazines at the time. I was subscribing to Rolling Stone magazines, and I thought this whole time, man, that was what '98, maybe to 2000, and I'm, you know, it's now 2020. This whole time, I thought Stephen Jenkins was a producer of that track because he was dating Vanessa Carlton, and I thought it was around that time. So I'm like, I always gave him respect, you know, in the music scene. He's he seems pretty arrogant. Like a lot of people, I don't think like to work with him and everything else. And I always found him arrogant, kind of like the members of Oasis. Those brothers, Liam and, and Noel Gallagher, they're yeah. they're arrogant. You know what I mean? They just want to fight people. They think they're the greatest things, that, mm -hmm. you know, since sliced bread. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I know I'm not a huge fan of Third Eye Blind, but let me give them attention because that song from Vanessa Carlton is dope. They know how to write some singles. Man, maybe it is Stephen Jenkins, you know, but I just still couldn't find myself to go listen to him. Here I am at this rock show, <laughs> this song, Screamer. Uh, featuring Alexis Krauss, 
come on. And I was like, wow. And then I found out it was Third Eye Blind. I'm like, I can't believe this. I got to listen to this record. Check this song. We'll talk more about this here. Feeling it. This is uh, Third Eye Blind, Screamer. Have fun. So that's Third Eye Blind. You believe that? Uh, no. I was over here using my Shazam app, and I'm like shaking it because I don't believe it. I think it's wrong. It's not right. How is that Third Eye Blind? I don't know. How's it gonna be? What? I know. I know. Look, I never gave Third Eye Blind the time of day to save my life. Because of all the things that were going on around the time they were out. Mm-hmm. It was 97 when they came out. Maybe 96. American Pie. And then I'm here. They, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I need this episode of American Pie. Because yeah. you know what? A lot of the, Apple Pie, something. 
nah, man, but I'm sitting here just waiting for the band to come out, and I'm hearing this song, and I'm like, Suzanne, this got to be downloaded. I need this. It's Third Eye Blind. I'm like, I want to trash it. But I didn't. It's crazy. And so, you know what? My next goal is is to go back to their catalog, listen, and really give it the appreciation that it deserves that I never gave it. Stephen Jenkins, yes, is a great songwriter, likely a producer as well. The guy's got it going on, and I didn't give him all his credit that is due. So here I am now telling everyone that I'm giving his credit that was due way back when, and I'm going to listen to the whole damn catalog. I I don't have many words for it because I'm still just kind of in awe. I'm confused. I don't know. I like the way they sound now with the song that you just played compared to what they used to do. I'm almost like, hold on. So shouldn't they have changed their name or do they all have the same band members? I mean, that's how I feel about the 1975. So I dropped them on the last episode. Their music has changed from their first record to their latest record. And I'm like, y'all should have just done a new band. You know what I mean? But was there like a clean transition or was it just like, well, here's what I don't know. So with Stephen Jenkins, he's always said that he will never record a sixth record with the band as a band. This is their, this is their sixth record. The 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 record's called Screamer. Came okay. out in 2019. Yeah, yeah. It is their sixth, and it is amazing. He left it as an open-door policy so he can collaborate with other artists, right? So this song, Screamer, collaborated with the artist, the singer from Sleigh Bells, Alex, uh, Alexis Cross. So uh, Sleigh Bells is a group that Suzanne and I listened to, I don't know, early on. They are like this. Hmm. How do I explain it? They are very, like... The group Pitch Shifter. You remember when we were kids listening oh, okay. to Pitch Shifter? Yeah. It was like this industrial rock feel, and it's aggressive. It's grimy. She's got a really soft voice over like an aggressive guitar. I was, yeah, I was going to say, it that sounds, was like heavy samples. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know if it was samples, but I'm telling you. Um, so I would have thought it was a Christmas album. <laughs> Sleigh Bells. <laughs> I get that. All right, understood. <laughs> it is not. I don't know the genre. Of so it's music. not. They're not seasonal. No, 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 no. So they were. I want. Man, is it? It's a today's industrial rock. Okay. And it is like aggressive, grimy. Just doesn't feel like it fits anywhere. But Suzanne and I really dug it. We put it on our playlist for Homecoming, which we've hosted. Mm-hmm. You know, U of Delaware. Yeah. Um, for I don't know how many years. Maybe ten plus. Mm-hmm. But we put it on there. People Too are like, many. This is, it, Hang it it's up. just aggressive, but it's got like a catch. Alexis Kraus, she's got a, a tremendous voice. She kills it on this on this song. Go check out Sleigh Bells. They're a little, little grimy, a little aggressive. They're not as uh, clean and refined, but a fun listen as well. But um, that was a fun track. Again, I'm at a, pop, uh, a punk show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're playing tracks over the speaker, and I'm talking to Suzanne, just vibing, checking out the scene. And it, I'm surprised because like, I, I still am in awe, like I said just a few moments ago. But like, I'm surprised that you, like, that's something that caught your eye. And especially being at a venue and you're listening to this punk, you know, you said Belmont. Yeah, Belmont and, then, and Grayscale. Right. And then you heard that and, and it like drew your attention to it. I don't know. To me, I'm 
I was like confused. I was like, wow. I was. I just didn't think that it was so, a sound that attracted you. I don't know. I guess because of today's alternative, for me, sounds a little more as the indie rock from the time when alternative was popular. There was always like this college radio station type feel where like it was like this experimental psychedelic type of rock that was going on like maybe behind the scenes sidestep and you know so to speak from so did you you consider that track alternative i don't know maybe because i'm biased i feel like that is yesterday's alternative not today's right i'm listening to today's stuff and it's like vance joy and everything i'm like and people want to put um Billie Eilish into alternative. I'm like, See, this isn't I, this isn't alternative. There's no guitar. I, I feel like imagine I'm, dragons. I feel like on. I'm in my own box. Go ahead. Yeah. Imagine look, imagine dragons is considered alternative today. Maybe because of the generation I grew up in. Imagine dragons would not make it an alternative world yesterday. Yeah. But I feel a third eye blind. This track should be considered maybe. It should be considered the real alternative, okay? Not yesterday's alternative. Somebody may say, Alter- oh, Third Eye Blind, my dad listens to them. Well, you know what I mean? Look, yeah. it really should be what yeah, alternative sounds I, like I today. guess I don't really have a um, the knowledge of like what is today's alternative. Um, I guess you can, because you can when put 20... 20- if you just say alternative, I immediately go back to the 90s grunge, like silver chair, Stuff like that, smashing pumpkins, you know, like to me, that's alternative. So, as far as like today's alternative, I don't know. It should sound like that, meaning, hey, there's a full band. Yes. Very light synth, if any. There should be like, there should be a real drummer. Almost no production. It's just straight up show up with your guitar, slash with your pedals, whatever Smack you got. Smack the producer got, in the face with it. Get a bassist, a drummer, and a and a singer, vocalist. I know. Like that to me, that's alternative. But that's why I'm bringing like the Hana to the the podcast because I feel like in the UK that alternative, the 90s alternative, what do you want to call it? And I'm not talking just grunge. I'm talking yeah. alternative yeah. music, man. It was just, it wasn't the hip-hop and it wasn't pop. It was just this alternative. Mm-hmm. It was a full band, guitar. You didn't have these labels vocalist. controlling them and what they can say, I feel like the do. UK has it, and that's why I bring a lot of UK bands yeah. to the show. Okay. Because I feel like that's the true definition of alternative. And then I love Passion Pit. But Passion Pit was considered alternative, and it was heavy synth. When you saw them live, though, they had a live drum, which was yeah. amazing. I mean, they had a guitarist and everything, but they were more of a synth type of group. But they yeah. were considered it as today's alternative. Right. 21 Pilots, too, so, is considered so alternative. So to kind of back up what I was saying is, like, I feel like when I think alternative, I think of back in the days when I would go over to my neighbor's, uh, Pat, who we had on the show, I think episode two, you would just show up and jam. Like, hey, just show up, bring your guitar, your bass, whatever. It was just, you just showed up with your instrument, you plugged in, you played. That, to me, is alternative. Yeah, today's alternative does not sound like that. I'll have to play a couple tunes all there for you. There's no mixing, there's no production. You get what you get from the instruments, and that was it. Our alternative music today, in my opinion, is a little soft. 
That's why I go to the UK. It's a little more grimy, a little harder. And then I still have my pop punk. You know what I mean? So that gives me the edge that I'm looking for. I mean, just think about Billy Corgan and everybody. I mean, they, man, they were slaying the guitar, you know? And you had the Nine Inch Nails, and they were a little more synthy, but they were industrial rock and filter and everybody else. But, mm-hmm. again, it was like, it was just punchy. Today's stuff is not punchy, and it's great. You know what? Look, I'm not saying I don't I, vibe I with some like of it. there's a little bit of, like, pop it incorporated into it. Yeah, a lot more pop. It's a little more, hey, I could play it on a softer station, and I could play it on this uh, alternative yeah. station. It, you know what? It just encapsulates more of an audience, and maybe it's my fault because I don't want it to. Mm-hmm. I want it to be genre-specific and be just dialed in until... It's hard. It's hard with today, you know what I mean? Because there's so much music. And there's a lot of overlap. How many people feature other artists and this, that, and the other, right? I know. I mean, uh, you could go back in the day and you, you see these artists, right? They don't feature people. It was a rare occasion when you had features. <laughs> I don't even know if it did. You know what I mean? Did it, though? I don't know. Almost not at all. Like, you... I don't know, and, and and even if they did do features, it wasn't on their album. It was like a single. I would say maybe or started, or a movie soundtrack. The first thing I could think of is um, Pussycat Dolls, and the producer they had was um, Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes kind of was in on the track and everything else. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He goes, "Okay." Um, it was <laughs> I can't remember the track right now because I'm singing like ten other songs in my head. But Pussycat Dolls, when they came out. He was the producer, or he founded them. However, it happened. Did he really? Yeah, he was. He oh, was okay. on the track. Wow. I know, right? It's kind of like when P Diddy found. Was it Dreams? Remember the the female group? I want to say it was Dreams. I could be wrong I'm here. I'm not sure. It was what was all it with the Aubrey group. All Day or whatever? I, man, I don't know about names. I think he did a TV show about I'm it. Just yes, he <laughs> did. Yes, but that was a time when like all these little. I mean, it was the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, and like all these, and the well, female that, yeah, groups. Well, that's when it was the guy bands groups, boy bands, and the girl the bands. Thing. Were that was all late nineties. But P Diddy and I think um, Busta Rhymes were, you know, starting to form these okay. female groups. Um, but I don't know where I'm going with this. Either way, <laughs> that's I guess is the first instance when I can remember at this moment of a featured artist. I know Eve. Uh, Eve, we mentioned her earlier with mm-hmm. No Doubt and Gwen yeah. Stefani. They did a little something too. Yeah, Dr. Dre produced their song actually. I didn't know that. Let me blow your mind. <laughs> That's a good track. Oh, yes. Dude, my mind is blown right now <laughs> because that <laughs> is a dope track. It is a good I love track. Love Gwen Stefani. That was that was, I, If I'm not mistaken, I think that was like the back end of um, Gwen Stefani kind of shifting from No Doubt to her solo. Debut. Her solo was a little more hip hop. Yeah, it was poppy. Pop. Yeah, it, it was. was poppy. So I did not know Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dre's the truth. If you now that I've you know planted that seed in your head, if you go listen to the to that song, it, it has Dre all over it. I'm going to. We talked no about his Dr. Pepper commercial. Uh, yep. <laughs> Which we looked up. <laughs> we looked, and you nailed it. <laughs> you were like 99.9 percent yeah. on cue. He rolled up to the 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 DJ. Playing that, mm, 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 slower is better. Trust me. And he said, "Slower is better." I noticed. Cause I'm a doctor. Yeah, cause I'm a doctor. <laughs> puts a can, puts a can of Dr Pepper yeah. right on yep. the record. Slowed down the track, down. and everybody and was like, "Everyone hey. was fine." Then. 
Wow. I have a new appreciation for that song. I will have to go back and listen to it. Let me blow your mind. Yep. And Dr. Dre produced it. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. It's cl- it, soon as you soon as you play it, you're going to know. You're going to be like, how did I not put the, you know I mean, put the lines together? That was clear as day that Dr. it was a Dr. Dre production. That guy is the truth. I hope he comes out of this aneurysm. Mm. He recently suffered yeah. from a brain aneurysm. Hopefully he comes out of this okay. Um, but his catalog is amazing. Yeah. And, so. and, and so, by the way, with that being said, Ooh. you remember on the last episode, you dropped a Dre track. I did, Little Ghetto Boy. Little Ghetto Boy, right? So, this is to you guys, our listeners. So, when we were off air... I played um, this track by uh, Diddy, Biggie, and Jay-Z. And the song is called Young G's. And, you know, we were just playing it, whatever, background music. Kenny's over here digging through his wax, so (laughs) to speak. My final collection. Yeah. I had this P. Diddy uh, thing (laughs) I wanted to show him. This Bad Boys for Life here. I got this vinyl right here. Yep. So I picked <clears throat> this up, P. Diddy and the Bad Boy family, and I wanted to show Brandon. I was like, yo, look what I just picked up. Pulling this out to show Brandon Random. He's over <laughs> here playing the, this track. And yeah. I'm like, yo, it's a little ghetto boy. That I like that's the sample from Donnie Hathaway. That was the nineteen seventy two track uh from a, a soundtrack. And it's funny. It was the same exact sample from last episode's track that Kenny Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Uh, little Ghetto Boy. Yeah, Little Ghetto Boy. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It was funny. I'm. And what did you do? You picked up your phone, and he immediately <laughs> ordered the wax version of it. I did. I went to, right to Discogs. So I was like, I got to get this on final. <laughs> Yo, and I scooped it it's up. It's crazy. Seven bucks later, it scooped up. So, with that being said, you know, with Champagne Shane not being here today with us, uh, we just wanted to, um, you know, fill fill in the slot, so to speak, and uh, just drop this track for you guys. So, like I said, it's um, P. Diddy, Biggie, and Jay-Z, and the song is called Young G's. Tell you to beat it. Uh, Fuck that. Get your own nigga. Don't ask me for shit. That's what I did. 
Now they all asking for hits yeah. Nigga, it's on For the simple fact, I let it be known We still fly, but separately Cause now I chart on my own Come on, propellers, good fellas Leave all them player haters jealous Billboard charts should tell us They can't touch us Why niggas bring the ruckus? Because release dates bigger than Mandela's Motherfuckers Because of the way I zone Some say chicken zones like the fall in the room Reoccurring That he thinks like that cause he's observing Won't be known till I'm gone And niggas study my bones Mentally been many places But I'm Brooklyn zone In the physical Unseen like a lost body In fact my thoughts don't differ much From that of God body But it's the all shoddy That got cats liking me To the mob John Gotti Rap dudes fighting me cause I got it locked like the late Bob Marley Pardon me, y'all, the great Bob Marley Solemnly we mourn, all the rappers that's gone Niggas that got killed in the field and all the babies born No, they ain't fully prepared for this new world order So I keep it ghetto like sunflower seeds and quarter waters To walk them through it, you know, talk them through it Know these beats is more than music whenever I talk to it Destined for greatness and y'all knew this when I doubled the pie Had the shorty in the girdle coming out of BWI And I hated algebra, but I loved the multiply And I told my nigga big I'd be multi before I die And it's gon' happen whether rapping or clapping Have it your way, cause if that's my dough you're trapping I'm clapping your way,
heard it today. Yo, it's it it blows my mind because I just discovered the track, I think last year, and I'm just like kicking myself in and the face. And when did this come out? When do you think? I don't even know, Kenny. I don't. I didn't look it up. But if I was the guest, it was mid '90s, easy. You know when Biggie and Jay were on top of their game. What's the track called again? Uh, Young G's, and uh, and Diddy's on there doing his thing. You know what I mean? Which he, I was he he did well, man. He has some good lyrics as well. But that beat is so simple, and I love simple because it can hit the hardest. You know what I mean? Instead of like all this extra shit. You know, dialogue, you know, extra production and all that. But that track, man, it's so clean. It hits hard. Um, And it's funny because it's like the East Coast version of that sample of the track that you shared on our last episode with Dr. Dre um, when he sampled it with the Ghetto Boy track. So that was cool. This track came... This is from the debut studio album by Puff Daddy. That's 1997. So you went way back. I went back to Third Eye Blind, right? Was that 97? That uh, semi-charm kind of life and all that, that uh, jumper. All that was 97. So let's say 96, they were around. Same thing with Puff Daddy. So look, yeah. man, we just we just went way back. Besides your uh, sundress. Sundress, right? Yeah, that was sundress, the track. Yeah. Besides that, man, we stayed 2000 and before. Yeah. How about just, that? Because, I mean, there's a lot of music out there. There's still some music back, back when you were listening. Revisit this track is so dope. Stop me in my tracks, just as Little Ghetto Boy did at my, my buddy uh, Lamont Hampton. Shout out to Lamont Hampton from Detroit, Michigan. Hey. Let's just bring it around. Hey. He's from uh, Michigan, so he. Had a Christmas party, and that's where I heard Little Ghetto Boy in a mid conversation. I had to stop. Pretty much put my phone up. Was like, "What is this?" <laughs> Did that Shazam recording? Did the Shazam at the at the Belmont show to listen to hear Third Eye Blind? Mm-hmm. Going through my vinyl collection, trying to show you something. You're playing this track. Stop me in my track. Said, "Yo, did you hear the sample?" He said, "I know that sample. <laughs> I know that I know sample." <laughs> Hope you guys enjoy the show. It's been so fun. Brandon, Brandon, thank you. Champagne Shane, shout out to you. Chill out on the champagne next time. We'll see you in the next episode. Download everything. It's so good. Yeah. Thank you, Side Steppers.